Today, <clears throat> we have a really special guest, Stacy Riska. And Stacy, where are you calling from? I'm in the Washington, D.C. area. All right. Yes. Good to know. Good to know. And Stacy is going to be talking to us about franchising, which I think is one of those topics a lot of us really need to learn more about. And she's on a mission to help people do what they love, love what they do. And she has that sign business that's perfect, a perfect fit for them. So she doesn't want to set up somebody into a franchise that they don't really like. She wants to make sure that they're passionate about what they're going to do and, um, and enjoy it. So um, COVID and the Great Recession and quiet quitting, all of these words and more have forced people to really think about their lives and what's important to them. And most people looking to get to the next level want more, more passion in their work, more free time to spend with their friends and family, more flexibility to live life on their terms, and more opportunity to build on their wealth or not someone else's, really. And so to the best and fastest way to achieve these goals is through business ownership. Welcome to What's Your Next. This is the go-to podcast for aspiring business owners who want to get to the next level, escape the rat race, and give their middle finger to the corporate nine-to-five. If you want financial freedom, work-life balance, and the business of your dreams, you're in the right place. Dave and Stacy Riska, husband-wife franchising duo, openly share their successes, failures, and lessons learned in franchising, business ownership, and working with your spouse. And that means especially a franchise ownership, and that means owning their own business, possibly a franchise ownership. And so look, no no one wakes up today and says, I'm going to buy a franchise. Cause, but today, people are very curious about it. And that's why Stacy's, Stacy educates and motivates and inspires the dreams of business ownership through franchising. She even owns one today of her own, which is fantastic, in which for the past 16 years, in which she's been the number one franchisee since day one. Isn't that amazing? How did you do that from day one? Girl, that's amazing. Okay. So um, one of the things I want to talk about is how many franchises and things like that. But I really want to say that think think of Stacy as a realtor for franchises. She She's a realtor that helps you find the right space, the right franchise, the right dream home. And Stacy helps you find your dream business. So um, welcome to the show, Stacy. Oh, thanks, Laura. It's so great to be here with you and your audience today. Yeah. And so tell me about franchising. What is franchising, first of all, and for those who are not quite sure about it? And, and, you know, tell us a little bit more about how many franchises there are and things like that. Right. So franchising, there's so many myths and misconceptions about it. Most people think, oh, franchising, that's French fries and fast food. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to own a franchise. Franchises cost so much money. Why yeah. do I want to own a franchise? And then I'm locked into somebody else's system and on and on and on. But yeah. it's just not true. I mean, here's a pop quiz for your audience today. Do you know how many different franchise concepts there are out there in the United States? Let's say you're interested in looking at them and exploring. How many different franchise concepts are there? Should we play the little Jeopardy music? Da -na. Da -na -na -na. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there are um, 
I don't know, like concepts. What do you mean? Like industries? More than industries, just franchises themselves. How, if you wanted to look at a franchise, how many different ones are there? I don't know. Um, I'm going to say like, I'm going to go out on a limb and say like a hundred. Ah, way off. More way than 4,000. Oh my gosh. There are more than 4,000 franchises. And 4, here's 000. the thing. Even if people want to look at a franchise, for there are various reasons people are curious about it. And they may go out on Google and do some internet research, but you're stuck in your own um, misconceptions. You just don't know what you don't know. So you may think that you want to own a certain kind of business, and that may actually be the absolutely wrong route to go because a lot of people will explore something that might be their hobby. We'll never do that because then you'll end up hating <laughs> that yeah. hobby, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so what's really more important is to match your skills and your interests and your resources and your passion to a business where you would be a great fit and you could be successful doing it. And most times people have no idea the so many different types of franchise concepts that there are out there. And when I place my candidates, they're always amazed at what they end up being a match to, but ultimately they're thrilled at the end of the road, pun intended, is that they end <laughs> up in a franchise that they love and therefore they end up being so much more successful in it. Yeah, and so, what do you find is the biggest mistake that people make in owning a franchise? Well, there's a lot of mistakes people make. The biggest is probably doing the research on their own mm. because mm -hmm. they don't know what questions to ask. I will say that, unfortunately, there's just so much misinformation out there on the web. And when you go out and you start researching, you just don't know what you don't know. And what happens is you end up on some of these portals and you'll think you might be on a franchise website. So you go ahead and you put in your information and then all of a sudden you're being spammed and called and emailed and texted from all mm. these different sources and your information's being sold to third parties because you didn't know that you really weren't talking directly to the franchise. Oh, even if you do end up directly with the franchise, you're not well educated enough to know what questions to ask, how to mm -hmm. do the due diligence. Do you know what a FDD is? Do you know how to read it? The FDD, by the way, is the franchise disclosure document. Do you know how to navigate the process and really make an informed decision not a emotional decision. So yeah. that's why working yeah. with someone like me is so valuable because I'm playing the role of coach, mentor, and guide. You know, think of going on a road trip to somewhere that you've never been before. Well, if I'm giving you the keys to take that journey, what's the first thing you need to do? You need to uh, know the end Where route. am I going? Right. You need to know where you're going. Yeah. Well, wouldn't it be great to have a coach and a guide and a mentor there along with you on the way so that if yeah. you want to pull off or take an exit and explore and make sure you're not hitting the bumps in the road, 
that somebody's there to support you. Well, that's yeah. what I do for my candidates. I help them learn about and explore franchising because the reality is it's not for everybody. And if it's right. not for you, I'm going to share that with you. And so what is it that would let somebody know that it's not for them? Like, what are some of the things that you would know when talking to somebody and you'd say, oh, no, they're not going to enjoy this? What, what, what are some of those telltale signs? It's really going to depend on the person. Now, sometimes there may be some transferable skills that just don't fit well into a franchise kind of a culture. So for example, if you're the kind of person who just likes to sit behind your desk, do your nine to five, don't want to talk to anybody, it's, it's, you know, it's really just going to be very difficult to find a franchise where you could be a really good fit. Yeah. On the other yeah. hand, if you are super entrepreneurial and you just want to make all the rules and make all the decisions and there's no way in heck that you're going to follow anybody's system, a franchise may not be a great option for you because in a franchise, you're paying for a proven system and you are required to follow it. Right, right. It's not like you can make up your own direction. Yeah, it's, it's like a McDonald's has its brand of not that we want to stick with that as an option. You know, and, and so speaking of which, when you think about franchises, it's as you mentioned, we think about a McDonald's, we think about a Burger King, those types of things. What are some other franchise industries that would be really important for us to know about? So many different ones. There are more than di 90 different categories that franchises represent. Wow. And some of my favorite, which do so well, are things like automotive, child care, uh, pet care, seniors, oh, wow. especially the home services industry, which is a plethora of everything from painting to gutters to roof to restoration. If you can think of a business, there is a franchise for it. And here's wow. the thing, another misconception. A lot of people think, oh, well, franchises are all just brick and mortar. Not today. No, they're not. So when you're looking at franchises, there's kind of three models that you could explore. One is an owner operator. And this is a type of franchise where you're going to work in the business and then build it up, grow it and scale it. But you're really in there on the day to day time frame. Whereas in a semi absentee model, you may decide to keep your day job but build this business on the side, hire a manager to grow a team, and then grow and scale your business. And then there are many people today who are looking for uh, passive income, especially those who are coming into retirement. They know that they're just not quite ready to sit on the couch and eat bonbons. And they're, <laughs> looking, for, you know, they're looking for something where they can bring in some additional revenue, but it's really to them more about lifestyle. They want to have fun. They want to have flexibility. They want to have freedom. And actually a franchise business can give you that. There are so many franchises today that are built on giving you a lifestyle business that can provide significant passive income. And if it's of interest to you, then can also be a legacy where it's passed on to family. 
Okay, so let me ask you this, because there are several questions that are ripping through my brain. You know. <laughs> um, the first is, you know, the expense of buying into a franchise. And then the second is just like you're talking about sort of being passive income. I can't imagine it really being passive income. So let me let me start with how much does it cost to get into uh, a franchise? The magic number. Well, there isn't one. Here's the thing. There are franchises on every type of investment level. But what I do encourage my candidates is to have a minimum of $50,000 in liquid cash in order to give a serious consideration to investing in a franchise. Because you will be most likely paying a franchise fee. And in any business, you're going to need some money to start. It's not like on day one, the cash flows coming in. You're going to need some time to ramp up, do your marketing, generate those customers and clients to get the cash flow going. So remember this, the last thing that a franchise wants you to do is to fail. So imagine having a whole team that's supporting you because they actually want you to be successful. And part of what they're going to be looking at is to make sure you have the necessary investment capacity because they don't want you to fail. That's bad for the brand. It's bad for the other franchisees. Hmm. So irregardless of what a candidate has for investment levels, it's not like they have to have all of that cash in the bank ready to go. I work with many different funding partners. It's amazing the resources that are out there today. You can take money from your 401k without any tax implications and use that to fund your business. No penalties. Wow. Some people, yeah, use their HELOC. They take money out of their home equity. Some people get an SBA. Some people go with unsecured funding and just build business credit off of the get-go. So there's many different options, and every franchise will have a different level of investment. So you're telling me you're telling me that somebody if somebody could get a loan of fifty thousand to pull into a franchise potentially rather than having fifty thousand already at their disposal. That is correct. They don't have to have all of the money in the bank, but they should have some money in the bank yeah, because yeah. a franchise wants to make sure that you're gonna be able to eat and pay your bills and be able to live while you're you're ramping up that business. Yeah, yeah. All right, and so then my other question is, you know, you're talking about, you were talking about earlier that all these different franchises have different opportunities to get into, you know, to, sorry, to get into the franchise, but then you're also talking about um, the process that they're gonna go through to make all this happen. It sounds like, you know, wow, that's a whole lot of work. So this idea of passive income isn't necessarily a fact, right? Passive income is the idea that you don't have to be there day to day ringing the cash register in order to bring the money in. So there are many businesses that are a lifestyle business. For example, a pest control business that goes out and sprays for mosquitoes and ticks and all the bugs so that people can go outdoors and enjoy that space again. It's passive income because it's recurring revenue. 
it's not like a one-time transaction and then you have to go out and find another customer, client, or patient. I the see. idea is that it's recurring because you're coming back every three weeks or so and customers are with you for an extended period of time. And therefore, you have this passive income that's coming in because it only requires a low overhead in order to bring in that, that revenue. I see what you're saying. So, so in essence, too, I'm also sensing that let's say you build it enough that you hire a manager who takes care of the daily activities, and then you can step aside. They're taking care of the operations. You get to go on vacations, and then they can um, take care of the daily stuff going on. Exactly. I see. Okay, so really it's it's a lead up into a certain amount that you have to have happen and however long that might take to build the brand in that particular area that you're located and then have it expand outward. There's so many different options. And Laura, I know many of those who listen to your show are already small business owners. So they're probably thinking, well, why would I even want to look at a franchise? I already have a business. Well, yeah. I will tell you that so many of the candidates I work with, they're small business owners too. And they're actually looking for something that can snap on to their business. So sometimes it's because they have a seasonal business and they're looking to bring in cash flow during the slower kinds of months. Mm. And sometimes it's a situation where they're actually strategically using it to grow and expand the business. For example, I have a candidate who's working with me. They're, they're two partners and they own a mortgage broker business. So they've been doing mortgages. Well, we all know what's happening in the real estate market, and they're looking for a business that they can snap on to what they're already doing. So we're, we're going through my process together, and what makes sense for them actually is an insurance franchise because they already have the customer base. And therefore, imagine being able to sell something to the customers that you already have by just snapping on another business that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So think broad. It's not always like, oh well, I have to go do something completely different. Everybody's going to be in a different situation and kind of looking at franchise ownership for their own unique reasons. Yeah, and and so to that end, for example, what you're bringing up there is I have my own consulting company, but I also am a Legal Shield representative. Um, I don't tend to. Um, solicit people for getting involved in legal shield i'm a terrible salesperson so i'm probably not doing great there but i do refer them to other legal shield representatives so that there's not this assumption that i'm trying to sell to them on the other hand what it does is it makes sure that they get the services that they need that fit really nicely with my consulting business is that what you're suggesting yeah, absolutely. There's a whole synergy there. Yeah, yeah. And so and, and then there's a passion behind making sure that people are, you know, um, being successful in their business. So, so let me ask you this. How do you fit into that scenario? Because you're talking about think of you as a guide, think of you as a roadmap or, you know, helping me develop the roadmap and avoid the bumps. What is it that you specifically do to help our, the clients that, that you do? 
I have a proprietary system, a nine-step system called the Franchise Roadmap, where I guide my candidates through a process that will strategically match their skills, their interests, their resources, and their passion to franchises that would be a great fit. Now, wow. the best thing about it is that there's never any cost to work with me. So candidates will always say, this sounds amazing, but how much does it cost to work with you? And my favorite answer is zip, zero zip, <laughs> not a never. And here's why, because I want to be objective in serving you. I want you to find the best choice. Nice. And when you do, the franchise actually pays my fee. So there is never any cost to work with me, and therefore it keeps us both objective. That's fantastic. So Stacy, if people want to learn more about you and figure out how to reach you, how can they contact you? Well, thanks for asking. My home base is nextlevelfranchisegroup.com, and that's my website where there's tons of information and resources to help people explore franchise ownership. I'm also on LinkedIn. You can search for me, Stacy Riska, and pick the one that says Small Business Stacy. There's a few of them out there. And you can also use the handle at Next Level Franchise Group or on all the social platforms. Oh, fantastic. Okay. And uh, so, wow, this has just been so informative, Stacy. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise. This is just really informative. Great. I hope it was of value to your audience. Thanks for having oh, me today. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure your phones are going to be exploding in a, in a little while. So um, anyway, I really appreciate it. Thank you, too, for listening to The Mosaic Life with Laura W. You can listen to this episode again and get great content until, or listen to other great hosts and their shows by going to bizradio.us and click on shows. Thanks so much for listening and have a great rest of your day. There are over 4,000 franchise concepts that could be your dream business. Which one is the perfect one for you? Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com and find out. Your dream business awaits. Go to franquiz.nextlevelfranchisegroup.com now and find the perfect business that will get you to your next level.